Welcome to the K-Pop Cast. I'm your K-Pop DJ and joined today by our East Coaster and co-producer, Aria. Hey, 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 guys. And welcoming friend of the podcast and one of our co-hosts of the Ask Me About K-Pop podcast and shiny superfan, it's Shannon. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me today. And thank you, Shannon, for joining us for today's discussion. We'll be discussing Shiny's Good Evening. We'll be letting you know if this song is Daybok or not. But before we dive into that, first, our hit replays. Hit replays are songs we recommend you play on repeat or replay for the week. So, Ariana, I want to know, Ariana Khan, what's making you hit replay? (laughs) Oh, well, funny you say that. I chose Khan's I'm Your Girl, because, of course, I had to go with my namesake on this one. I actually had a full discussion with my boyfriend on if they named the band after me. Pretty sure it's true. I was really excited to see Yuna Kim was joining this duo after watching her on The Unit. I was really obsessed with her. And I think it's a really good example of the move towards R&B-infused K-pop, which I think is really taking off right now. And I just love that the video is giving me some really good LGBTQ vibes. And I love that it's kind of with the lyrics of this song about like having an undeniable crush on somebody. What's making you hit replay? This week, my choice is Mamamoo's own Moonbyul with her solo, Selfish, featuring Sulky from Red Velvet. I love this song. I keep playing it over and over again. The music video is so cute. It's so very Mamamoo, while also somehow being very uniquely Moonbyul. And I love her friendship with Sulgi that she started on Idol Drama Operation Team. My favorite part of the video is when it looks like there's a really cool fancy car, but it's actually a tiny Power Wheels. It's so cute and yeah, definitely digging this track. What are you bumping to this week? It is Pristin 5, or is it Pristine V? I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're a stan or not, or if you can pronounce their name correctly or not. Once you hear this song by the girls, you will be hooked. This beat could honestly fly for something that you might hear from a girl like Tanasha, but it's in that glorious, unapologetic K-pop style. And can I say that beat is Bangin'! Let's get it. It's Pristin V. Alright, moving on to our day bock or not for Shiny's Good Evening. Hey, 
Shannon, so glad to have you on this week's episode to be our local Shawol and give us a Shawol perspective for Shiny's Good Evening. As we were discussing for the show today, you dropped that this is actually related to a piece of literary fiction, Le Petit Prince. So tell us, how are these two great works of art related? So this is a fan theory that's been going around since Key posted a bit of a spoiler image uh, with the caption, I'm ready to fly. If you're not familiar with the children's story, The Little Prince, it's a kind of abstract story about a little boy who flies around to different planets in search of this rose that he's in love with, and he meets lots of different characters, and it's just really a beautiful story about friendship and love and loss. And a lot of things about this shiny video and comeback have led the Shawal community to believe that this all has to do with Le Petit Prince. First, there's the fox imagery, which is on the cover of all three of the albums that will be released released. And there is a fox in the music video that Onu sees. And in Le Petit Prince, the fox leads the prince to a well in the desert. And there's a well in the music video as well. Another thing that's interesting in the styling of it is the illustrated version of Le Petit Prince has, he's wearing sort of like suit jamas. <laughs> and Shiny is sort of dressed in a suit jamas way. And it seems kind of purposeful. Uh, this is unconfirmed. It's a fan theory. But there's quite a few things that really feel like it has to do with this video and most specifically one of the interactions the prince has with a snake his first line to him is good evening which is the name of this song mm, that's so smart some of the imagery going on here that i think caught a lot of people's attention straight out obviously the empty chair for the missing fifth member it's something that they wanted to address straight off the bat it's probably helping to get further into what the rest of the message in the video was going to be about. Part of what I took away really quickly also is this idea of the media constantly watching them, mm -hmm. especially through the tragedy they just experienced. Right. Every step of the way you see them being videotaped and every room and every space that they're in, there's video cameras and film everywhere and then also TVs everywhere of them being filmed, which I found really interesting. And I just thought it was really sad seeing like how Minnow's in bed trying to like eat an orange and he's being filmed. and. Taman is attempting to just practice his choreography and he's being filmed. So they're just like constantly being watched in a way. I And I think part of what that is, it's, you, you see the quick section of, I think it's Onu is standing. I believe it's Onu standing under a light with an image of a conductor over him. I think it's this idea of them not being able to grieve or react in any way they want to be they want to be living in right now they have to kind of do it within in the box in the box exactly or under the direction of their label right i mean they're yeah. being guided within that public spotlight yeah they went straight into performing yeah to perform for their fans after this they haven't had a huge amount of time to react you know and to grieve and and they're just they are they're contained in a box through most of the video, some kind of box in different rooms. And the one good thing that you have throughout this is that even with them being contained in these boxes, they are always covered in some kind of green light, which is the color of the shawls and the color of the fandom. And it's I do Pearl Aqua specifically. Just have to get that out there. Pearl <laughs> Aqua. Ooh, that is a cool sound. I just think it's I think it's cool that like that's this idea of like it's not only that the media is watching them, but the fans are watching them. So they there's a comfort in that, but there's also 
a reality of the fact that they have to behave a certain way. And I think it's interesting that they address that so so throughout this video. They have that contrast, you know, between those moments where they're mm -hmm. figuratively suffocating, be it underwater, under plastic. Mm -hmm. And then that's contrasted and alleviated when they get into this into the woods, which one might interpret as being the spirit world. Mm -hmm. um, K-pop junkie, our favorite music video theorist, pointed out that the fox itself, according to Celtic symbolism, is often shown as a guide through the woods and the spirit world. And as Shiny is greeted by this fox, that could have a very specific message for Shoals. Yeah, well, and especially because he leads them to the well where there's also the shadow of another member. Right. You know, it's leading them to this new space to possibly connect with that person. Right. And it's, I just, I thought it, it was so deep in the way that it did that within just, I kind of say this in kind of an SM video style, but it, it was still so very sh like Shiny's vision, you know? Yeah. I real quick wanted to get into like kind of the dichotomies going on here. I thought that it was really interesting that when they're in the box, they're together, but they like feel really separate and not connected and not looking at each other, not, not connecting with each other, but then they make the choice to escape together. You know, they make the choice to go out into the unknown together. And then also I thought it was really interesting, just like little pieces of not when they're in the box, not having access to normalcy. The one thing I noticed like really quickly was the fact that the fridge is taped shut and it's like overgrown with greenery, hmm. which means they like not only can't access food in there, but there's no food to access, you know? Hmm. And then they don't even use the piano in that room to make music. They're using it to like step on, at some point key beats the crap out of it. You know, they're using it for things other than what the item is for. Hmm. So I thought that was kind of interesting as well, taking into consideration the feelings that they must be having right now. I think that's what makes the like escape to the forest moment at the end of the video like so moving. Um, there's a particular moment where Key takes a moment to glance back and then you see just the hint of a smile before he starts sprinting forward oh, yeah. like into the sunshine. The choreography also changes at that moment and it feels mm -hmm. like, like a moving on mm -hmm. And it's very beautiful. And speaking of the choreography, I mean, again, this is something that feels so uniquely shiny while also being so unique. The choreography is very, very modern. It evokes like a lot of emotion. Uh, my co-host Angelica could only describe it as moving. It was choreographed by Koharu Sugawara, oh, yeah. who is sort of known as Taemin's choreographer. Yeah. She did move as well as some of his solo stages. I heard from a couple of people saying like this dance feels like Taemin and that's why if anybody was wondering I was and that answers the yeah, question that makes sense there are so many lyrical movements and and now that you tell me who the choreographer is it's like okay that makes mm -hmm. sense because if you look at the choreography from Shiny's previous song View that could work for this song like you could mm -hmm. you know vision swap it like play the beat of this song and have them dance that choreo as we see it's like they like, do on weekly idol where you dance to a different mm -hmm. song like exactly. it could work yeah yeah, yeah 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 but where it really shines and carries through is having that lyrical movement that we get specifically for this song and knowing the choreographer mm -hmm. that works and it, it makes so much sense but then also this choreography is so tied to the story of the video in such a deep way you know we we're talking about how they have to like 
work together to get out into the forest. You also see that in the choreography. You know, in the beginning, they're slouching in their chairs and mm-hmm. they're surrounded by people. Yeah. And they're just, there's just like a listlessness on their face. And you can just tell that they're just utterly exhausted by what's going on around them. Then it's after about the first chorus that you see that they start to help each other up and they start to lean on each other. That's that moment where they move to the side of the chairs and they're they're holding each other up and dancing together. The moment where they're all in the chairs and holding each other's necks is like one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Oh my God. Yeah, it's just, it, you can see them build, like they used each other to build each other up, you know? Mm-hmm. it's It was so beautiful. And then by the end... You know, in the video, they've returned to nature. You get back into the choreo and they're just letting themselves go. And you can see almost a, a sense of joy, of relief and release, you know. And I've seen the the choreo, the full uh, performance, too, that they posted. And it's just beautiful. You know, it's a really beautiful storytelling machine through the choreo, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And I got to say, from just like a purely fangirl point of view, my co-host and I are very excited that they are using backup dancers in the stages. Yes. That's not something they do very often, but I always love it when they do. Me too. Oh, at backup dancers, I, I might add. Yeah. Mixed gender. Yeah. This whole comeback, it feels very, very much like it's for the Shawls as much as it is for each other. Um, Mm -hmm. Like shiny is five and that's what they say. And that's what we all say. And that's what it always will be. Like these five men are so, so important to each other. And now they've been through something real and we all have with them. And I know that they lean on each other so, so much and we lean on them and it's just, it's really, really beautiful. Um, what we all knew, I, I feel like all the Shawls knew that whatever this was going to be, it was going to be perfect. Um, mm-hmm. Because we, like we all said at the very you know beginning, whatever Shiny wants to do now is going to be the right thing. Um, mm-hmm. And they've shown us every day that like being Shiny is the most important thing to them and they're going to keep being shiny and I think that this this music video and this comeback this first comeback stage is so like indicative of the journey that we're all going through yeah. and it's just it's really beautiful and I really like it well, let's shift gears just a little bit here we discussed the message the choreography the visuals but let's talk about this song itself the audio qualities what did you guys think it is I, w- I don't know what I was expecting I know I can say mm-hmm. that like I re- because I feel like that's an, a uniquely shiny thing is that you kind of don't know what you're gonna get because they've done so many different yeah. things I expected some kind of ballad and I mm. am really happy it wasn't that you know what I mean it's not that it wouldn't have felt real it just like this was such a good choice yeah I totally agree it manages to be like very emotional and very poignant but also like kind of dancey and fun like it doesn't make you feel sad it makes you feel a lot of things but like you know they could have gone like the tragedy route and I feel Mm -hmm. like they're doing the like the life route like mm-hmm. you know well <laughs> I don't know. even the song on the album that is very specifically written for Hyun, the sound isn't tragic and it makes it's celebrating life yeah you know it's not trying to make you feel sad which definitely yeah not that all ballads are but no often they are well calibrated to move you in that direction and somehow this moved me more yeah you know that's really interesting going into this i was gonna say the exact opposite of you gals i was gonna say like why didn't they do a ballad or why didn't they do a power ballad 
this song. Mm-hmm. But to your guys' point, that's not what they want us to celebrate. Mm-hmm. They want us mm-hmm. to have something that is uplifting and more of a celebration. And also on brand for shiny. And in a very interesting thing that doesn't happen often in K-pop, this particular song is only a single word or two away from being totally equal 25% line distribution. So amazing. Which is yes. amazing because Taemin doesn't even have like a half of a line in their debut song. So like, yeah. it's the, like they've come a long way. <laughs> I obviously have to mention the sampling yep. choice that they made. I am a huge 90s R&B fan. This was like my heyday and they sampled 112's Cupid, which I know a lot of people were wondering if it was sampled or just taken, and obviously it was sampled. They are on as producers. This song is so... It's a ballad, which is why I thought that was such an interesting choice to add it and then speed it up. And it's funny because I don't obviously know the Korean part of this, so I just end up singing the words from Cupid in my mind just really fast every time I listen to it. I just, I thought that was a really great, great choice to use that because it's saying a lot about what they're trying to say in this song. Yeah, and for those of our listeners who aren't as familiar, it was 112 who produced this track. And it could have been that Shiny made a decision to cast these producers for their song to deliver that same meaning but within the shiny brand and genre. say is that as per usual the harmonies are incredibly on point in the song the the use the the mixture of voices is just so shiny beautiful right and that so stood out to me Ariana. the same harmonizing that we heard from 112 works the same signature style that we hear in shiny's good evening when i define shiny songs i think of the way all the members harmonize together Mm -hmm. for the ad-libs big parts of the chorus I always know like, oh, that's shiny. That's not just a K-pop thing. That is specifically a shiny way, the way they harmonize. And it was so refreshing to hear that once again here. Okay, guys, it's about that time. Time for our final score. So for the concept, one being the lowest and five being the highest, how would you rate this song? I'm hesitant to rate it just because I'm very curious to see how this particular album's concept is going to fit in with the other two. In case anyone doesn't know, we're getting 10 more shiny songs over the next oh couple of weeks. Like, this isn't over. So I don't know. I, like, I'm very curious to see if the rest of it is going to continue to expound on this sort of theme or if the next album is going to be totally different but I can say that the concept of this one for me is absolutely a five like I said whatever Shiny was going to do it was going to be perfect and to me this is perfect so for me it was pretty damn close to perfect I was just absolutely blown away by it I would probably give it a 4.7 yeah how about you Peter okay guys bad cop mode (laughs) I felt like it struggled to be one or the other. You guys have changed my mind just slightly on this. Again, going into this, I was expecting something to be one or the other. It was either going to be a bop 
or it was going to be something more emotionally somber. And what we got was something kind of in the middle. Mm -hmm. And for the casual fans, the casual K-pop listeners, you go into this and it might be hard to digest what they're trying to say. If it weren't Mm -hmm. for the little prince symbolism and storytelling and without making that obvious i think you're going to be really lost and they could have made that symbolism i think even stronger and me even more obvious so with all that in mind i have to give it a 2.5 like i'm sorry guys i Jan, i know that's gotta be so painful it's okay i'm gonna hold out hope that the other two are so are both fives for you it will make up the difference <laughs> okay that, that could be the case no pressure yes yeah <laughs> how would you guys rate the audio the song itself Ariana for me I actually was pretty impressed by this song I'm like not as much of an old Shawl fan I'm more of the new stuff so I I thought this was actually a good mix of the two in a way and of course that 112 Cupid is going to push it just over to a 4.2 okay and how about you Pilo it is a 2.5 as well I'm sorry guys like (laughs) I I listened to this song like when it first came out I'm like okay that was forgettable let me listen to you know Kristen 5 or Kristen V whatever and this song, like, it's a house beat. It has a drop. And that drop, there's nothing unique about it. Like, mm. it follows a formula. They're copying the chord progression from the previous song because they're trying to take over whatever you know, metaphorical spiritual message that had and trying to recontextualize that with Shiny's struggle. And then, okay, let's make it modern. Let's make it 2018. Let's do the 2018 house beat of you and good evening and that's what I got mm. and I was ready my body was ready my soul was ready for something that could have been a power ballad mm. I was ready to feel the feels in a stronger way that either was a party bop or was the soul crushing tragedy yeah totally understandable if it helps their last Japanese single that was released posthumously is an insane power ballad that will just like make you weep and cry forever so they did do that but it was for their Japanese comeback Uh, so I think that this time it was time to change directions and and that is a really great point Shannon like in other words Mm -hmm. There was a time and a place for that, Peter, and they've already been there, (laughs) but they're trying to go somewhere different. Yeah. So I I guess in that case, I would say I'm still going to stick to my guns, but I'm going to say like that's fair that I would have want something more of a pop upbeat party, you know, and like this is kind of like on the fence. In between. Yeah. Yeah, and you tend to not like the in-betweeners, I think. I mean, mm-hmm. unless they're trying to make a very unique message about it being in-between. Yeah. And I think they were trying to say that, right? With the with the yeah. concept and the theory that we're seeing, right? And like, I feel this, but yeah. I have to present this. The song, I didn't get that same level of struggle or conflict. Well, Shannon, what about your audio? Well, it's <laughs> it's n- it's not going to be that obvious. I mean, I ugh, I hope I hope all the shovels will forgive me, but I like have to take a couple points off because I also felt like the first time I heard the song, I kept waiting for it to go somewhere else. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it stays a bit one note and I kept waiting for like, I don't know, something else to happen. And it's also not my favorite on this Story of Light episode one album. So I'm going to uh. give it a 4.7. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't do, I can't do them that dirty. I'm just saying it's not yeah. all the way perfect. I have to yeah. take a little yeah. off. Fair enough. So with that all being said, taking in the concept, the story, the message and the audio is this song Day block or not. not.
Yeah, it's Daybok for me. <laughs> me too. It is not Daybok uh. for me. I am so sorry. Hey, but for what it's worth, I've definitely gained something from our discussion on The Little Prince, the nuances that they're trying to show, and everything that you've shared with us today, Shannon. Like, I will take that with me, but the song... Can watch it? No, I'm, I'm going to take <laughs> the message from our discussion today, and I will use that to think about Shiny and their struggle. But this song did not <laughs> carry that message for me. So yeah. I think that's totally okay. And like I said, I'm still holding out hope that something from the other two albums gets you, Peter. Like that's all I need. It's just one okay. win. I, I will, <laughs> Shannon. I will keep you updated as I listen to okay, the other thank songs, you. and I will let you know. Well, I guess last thing to discuss is. Guys, it's been 10 years with Shiny. 10 whole years. I know. A 10-aversary. <laughs> a 10-aversary. I'm the little baby when it comes to Shiny. I got into them, like, probably a few years ago, but still. Still, it's not not quite a 10-year ten 10-year-versary ten for me. I think it's amazing just going back in time how many styles and concepts they have gone through over the years. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. What, what does everybody have to add to their 10-year with Shiny? Yeah. Concurring with your remarks, Ariana, K-pop is known for groups who reinvent themselves. Mm -hmm. And you look at Chinese history, you know, from like replay to good evening, and they've reinterpreted their image and their message and their brand so many times within those 10 years. I think, you know, we've had some great critical successes and some less positive uh, successes, but it's something that I will always point to, like, you know, my, my newbies to K-pop, like, look at how a group can grow. Mm -hmm. And I will point to Shiny as a shining example of that. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, I, I don't know if I can even try to quantify this as a crazy shawl, like... Just for an example, I carried a picture of Shiny in my bouquet at my wedding, and my maid of honor and co-host and best friend walked down the aisle to a Shiny song. That's amazing. Like, they're very important to me. Like I'm not joking around about mm -hmm. this, so it's hard for me to be like objective at all. But like I'm so proud of them every single moment of every single day, and I like love them for all that they've given me and given the world. And I love how they love each other, and they're so talented and like. Peter was saying they've reinvented themselves so many times yeah. and through all of these comebacks over the last 10 years they keep being shiny somehow mm -hmm. in this unquantifiable way of like what shiny is you can listen to all the albums and they're all so different but they sound like shiny mm -hmm. and I know that sounds crazy but it's real yeah there so many groups maintain a single concept you know like they, they're always known like mm -hmm. oh I'm always going to be uh, this type of cute or I'm always going to be this type of edgy. And Shiny is now entering into the exception category, mm -hmm. right? Because so many groups, they maintain that concept and then they disband or they evolve into something different. And that's really the end of it, mm -hmm. right? And then like solo members do their, their separate things. But it's 10 years now. We've passed over that seven-year curse. They are still continuing in spite of their adversity. Mm -hmm. They are one of the exceptions now for K-pop, and they will continue to be more of that exception yeah. as they continue. Well, and for me, I think one of the main things I was amazed at is as, you know, I came in later when they were really taking over more control of their music. And so you see their messages and their lyrics really taking off. You know what I mean? Like their really beautiful mm -hmm. storytelling ability has really come around right. this comeback specifically. I also just think it's a lot to say 
way that each member has defined themselves in their own personal career also. I know each of them individually just as much as I know them as a group. And I think it's really amazing that they've had that freedom coming from a big three company and that they, despite that freedom, come back together to always make music together. Yeah. You know? Oh, boys. Yeah. So obviously we need to probably address the elephant in the room. Uh, what is Shiny's future without Jianghyun? This is a big question. Yeah, yeah. And this was actually something that we had been talking about with other members of the K-pop community. We actually, in full transparency, we've even discussed different ways to hold a whole episode just on that topic alone. And it may be something that we'll re- revisit. But one thing that I really want to underscore and, and discuss on this topic is that Jung-hun has such a complex legacy, an artistic signature, and a unique soundscape. It's absolutely necessary that fans acknowledge Jung-hun's verbal, lyrical, and prosaic legacy of mental health awareness, uh, specifically his artistry concerning depression and suicide. He was a multifaceted, complexly branded artist that went to great efforts to make his pain and sorrow palatable. And it would be a disservice to remember him merely as just the king of good bops. And we will all remember those things. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah, get yeah, me wrong. Yeah. But there is so much more to it than that. And it's important to acknowledge the struggle when we think about Jung-hun and his legacy, as well as Shiny and how they're also confronting this adversity and this tragedy. Jung-hun wanted to be so much more than that. And we should do everything in our power to let him be remembered for that. Mm-hmm. And while we're on the topic, mental health is real, you guys, and other podcasters have also addressed this. And we need to stop tiptoeing around it. You know, everyone is different. Different people address these moments of adversity in different ways. And we need to create safe spaces for them to be different and to allow them to be the way they are. For them to cry when they're sad and say what they want to feel when they feel it. And for Jung Hun's uh, poet artist, that was a big part of that message and not something we should neglect. Okay, I got off my soapbox, so that, that's it. Okay. Something that I think is so important about Shiny's decision to like keep being Shiny um, is that I think the K-pop community is has very fortunately not had to deal with a ton of tragedy. Yeah. K-pop is a bit of an escape and you get to have fun a lot. And this is something really, really real that happened. And in life, people die and then you have to keep living your life. And right. I think mm-hmm. that Shiny has been such an incredible example You know, like they have said in every moment that they've been in public since, like, Shiny is five, Shiny will always be five. Mm -hmm. You address this topic by starting saying, what is Shiny without Jonghyun? But Shiny will never be without Jonghyun. He will be with us always. And it sounds crazy to say it, but in this album, even though his voice physically isn't in it, I hear him. I hear him in it Mm -hmm. because he will always be with all of us. He was so important and still is so important to what Shiny is. And on the topic of mental health, I thought it was really encouraging and beautiful. When Shiny was on Radio Star recently, they said that they've been going to counseling as a group, which Mm -hmm. just made me feel so good. And I just know that as we go on, like we're all just going to hold each other's hands through this and like I love them so much I'm so in awe all the time of how strong they are and um, it's just beautiful and like something that I kind of 
took away from this is that I think, you know, especially when they came back so quickly with the Japanese tour and it was so emotional for them. Some people saying like they owe it to their fans to, to do this, but I don't think that's what it is. I think that they're experiencing such a personal journey and they're sharing it with the Shovels, which is their ultimate support system. You know, as much as they have each other, they also have this incredible group of fans. You know, and I think when you lose somebody close, it, it's something really beautiful to have other people come and, sh- and share with you in that grief, you know. And so this video, I think, in, in general, kind of also took that on that they that they have to share themselves with their fans, you know. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. They're the best, though. They They're the best. And if we want to end it on a like note that doesn't make everybody feel so sad, yes, like let's hear it, they're shiny, like yeah. they're beautiful, and like I do, I think that they have a Shinwa-like future ahead of them. Mm-hmm. They said very like they just re-signed contracts again, and like they're not going anywhere. They've said they want to be shiny until they're old men, and I believe that they'll do it. And I like can't mm-hmm. wait to see it. Like they're so talented, and I just. Every moment with them is a gift. I love Beautiful. them so much. I, I want to see the shiny old man. I really do. I like. I want Absolutely. that in K-pop. I want the old man in K-pop. So changing gears here, uh, we had some listener feedback to our, our last couple episodes. Honestly, we're actually a little behind on our publishing schedule, so please forgive us. You'll probably hear like five other episodes before this one comes out. Okay, hopefully not that many. But every Tuesday, we have our hashtag K-pop chat led by Supermatic at noon or 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we actually took a break this week from the Memorial Day weekend in Fanime Con, and Supermatic was super tired and worn out from that event. However, we did get feedback from our most recent episode on Twice's What is Love? Or as we titled the episode, Twice is Love. <laughs> and fantastic elastic listener Lu Yi jumped in and he provided some much needed cultural context. In that episode, we said, or I specifically said, why didn't they just go with more mainstream love stories? That would have made it more relatable. Uh-huh. And then Lu Yi pointed out, like, well, Peter, it's because those songs that they had in that music video were the mainstream love movies in Korea. So even though Leon the Professional may have not been a big hit in the United States, it was huge in Korea. Interesting. Yes. And he, he gives a few other examples. And, and that's why they selected those specific scenes and those specific movies for Twice's What is Love. So thank you so much, Lu Yi, for pointing that out. And guys, if I ever get something wrong, just you know, give us a tweet. You know how to reach us. Tell us what DJ Peter Lowe is always getting wrong. Yeah. And I am willing to be humble and admit what I am. Speaking of being wrong, <laughs> <laughs> Jenna had a good point when she said, it's another great episode from the K-pop cast, even though Peter Lowe is wrong about <laughs> the catchiest song not being catchy. Because <laughs> What is Love is so catchy, I cannot get it out of my brain. so catchy. <laughs> So signing off, please share where our listeners can find each of you. And in celebration of Shiny's 10-year anniversary, which is your favorite Shiny era, 
Shannon kick us off you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Shanecdotes16 and my favorite shiny era hands down is the odd era where we got view it's peak shiny beauty all five of them look incredible and that album has two of my all time favorite shiny songs including Farewell My Love one of their greatest ballads and you can reach me at Ariana underscore Y underscore Con on Twitter and I have to go with my first full shiny comeback which was one of one it is absolutely me with that 90s R&B throwback for the title song and quite possibly one of the best wardrobes imaginable in that video those chains yes yes so good you can find me at DJ Peter Lowe let me know again everything I got wrong about today (laughs) and my favorite era is actually summed up in one song and it is Lucifer once I play that song (laughs) as a K-pop DJ like just that very first initial instrumental tease like you guys already know how it is you hear that beat everyone runs out onto the floor they're all doing the choreography it is so iconic and it represents the golden age of k-pop don't forget to tell us your answer to this week's question by tweeting at us at the k-pop cast don't forget to rate review subscribe and tell your friends and you can also find me and my podcast ask me about k-pop the podcast at AMA K-pop pod. Yes, be sure to subscribe to them. We're specifically a podcast for people who may not know anything about K-pop. So if you have any friends you're trying to get on board this thing, send them to us. We'll teach them everything they need to know. Yes. Thank you, everyone. And thank you, Shannon, for joining us. Thanks, Shannon. Thank you so much. This was so fun. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.